This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. It happened again. Just like at Comic-Con. <laughs> like, I get around these celebrities, and I just get starstruck. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're regular people like us. I saw Chuck E. Cheese puts his pants on one leg at a time. What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode 138 of the Facebookers Podcast. If you don't know, I'm Rich Therese, here with my bro, Basement Jer. That's right, Basement Jer is here, and I am happy to be here, right here, in your hometown, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's such a lovely place, this time of year where you live, where you're listening to me, and my voice penetrates your ears, fill your soul. With basement chair. So creepy. Is it creepy or yeah. is it real? As I keeps it. Still creepy. You always call me creepy. You always try to discredit me. But I may be creepy. But I am the creepy heavyweight champion of the world. Still, the never ending reign continues. Well, well, there hasn't been a pay per view. So, for us to freaking bet on in like two weeks, so. I think uh, next week we have, yeah, the 30th, we have, uh, what's it called, Hell in a Cell. You have yet another opportunity to defeat me and fail. I think I will win. I think you said that last time, and I think your fan is getting really tired of your empty prophecies. You see what I did? I did. (laughs) (laughs) The Book of Verses, they're with me because I... I'm a wiener. You are a wiener. No, a You're, wiener. Yeah, you are a wiener. A wiener. Wiener. Which means I am going to win. 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 <laughs> Reminds me, I watched uh, TNA again this week. Did you feel good <laughs> afterwards? Uh, is Eddie Edwards still the champion? Eddie Edwards is still the champ. He defended against Cody. Who, uh, in a promo, I think against, uh, he had a promo with, I think he had a promo with Eddie Edwards. Um, he called himself Rhodes, but off mic, that you couldn't hear. Oh, good. The law. Yeah. The law, you don't want to get sued, they need the money. Like, I don't know why he just doesn't go by Cody Runnels. Cause, Cause that's everyone not, knows. Cause no one cares. The Rhodes name, it's, it's a pride thing. It's his, technically. That, it was his father's, and it should be his. The WWE thinks they can own people. And guess what? They can. I am for sale. <laughs> WWE only. We are for sale, yes. It's a package deal. Unless, of course, you just want my package. In which case, we'll talk dollars. That sounds like it's time for some veggies. Does it? I yes. guess so. Because uh, we Being can't censored. <laughs> we're talking about that package. Nope. So, speaking of TNA, there's up there in the news a lot this week. Um, number of lawsuits against TNA came out this week, including one filed by Billy Corgan. Apparently, he had funded some TV tapings under the belief that he would be buying the company, but Dixie ended up not selling to him. The lawsuit was filed after he asked for his money back since Dixie wouldn't sell to him, 
and then she didn't pay. Uh, in an update on that from Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer reports that, quote, there's fraud involved in the lawsuit, end quote, um, in addition to the money owed. Quoting again, Corgan, not being told of certain financial things and information withheld by Dixie Carter to Corgan that he should have known, end quote. So the hearing scheduled for whenever, and Impact was almost pulled from Pop TV this week due to a music clearance issue, which I don't have the details on, unfortunately. And this week's show was their least viewed episode since the company's early days on Fox Sports 1. Summary? Summary uh, lawsuits. Okay. Great. Uh, I can continue with TNA if you want to just run straight through the TNA news. Can you do it like you're not reading for school, like <laughs> a book report? Can I, you, like, join me here? Can you, like, not be a dick? I am here. I don't know. You just don't, you know, you're like, come on, man, you're here. According yeah. to a report by F4W Online. There he is. TNA officially owes $3.4 million dollars. And that does not include any money owed to Billy Corgan or Audience of One Productions, whoever they are, or taxes owed in Tennessee. David Bixenspan... What? I don't know. (laughs) Exclusively reported on Thursday, I don't know where, (laughs) that Dixie Carter also personally owes money to Billy Corgan, which we actually just heard about, and that TNA is facing a tax lien in Tennessee. Do you know what that means? That means they owe the government. Yeah, and that the government can come in and say, okay, this is ours now. The state of Tennessee could end up owning TNA. That would be awesome. And then, like, that means that it could make wrestling a city job. State. A state job. State. Which would be great for the talent. Yeah, that means they get benefits. I wonder if they'd be pushed to unionize. That could be... They could make it a civil servant job. That'd be great. I'm down with that. State... Tennessee, non-stop state action, something, whatever. (laughs) Who cares? You work here. Last TNA news. I promise. The Fight Network issued a press release this week confirming rumors that Anthem Sports and Entertainment Corporation, the parent company of the Fight Network, recently made... Uh, gave TNA a working capital loan to fund their operations. Doesn't mean TNA is out of the water, but they have some more wiggle room and much needed time. It also means Billy Corgan will be repaid the money he loaned the company, and his lawsuit will probably come to a close. Well, that's good. That sucks for him, though. He always wanted to do it again, have his own little promotion there. Crazy. I would not want to be a lowly freaking mini executive in TNA right now. It's just you have no idea. Like you, don't, you have no idea who your boss is going to be tomorrow. What's the end game? What were they planning to do? Like, what was their plan? Did they think all of a sudden Matt Hardy was going to save them and it'd be a windfall of cash? Coming ah, in? yes. That's why Matt Hardy. That was awful. Don't do that. Okay. All right. So what? <laughs> That sounded like Paul Bearer getting it on with, like, a dude for a second there. It's weird. It's pretty bad. (laughs) 
That's what he sounds like. Get now. that visual out of there. <laughs> so apparently, in the ring at a WWC event in Puerto Rico this earlier this week, Paige proposed to Alberto Del Rio. Oh, uh, bullshit. Soon after this news became public, her father, Ricky Knight, made it very clear that he is not okay with it. He wrote on his Facebook page, quote, Putting this out there, then saying no more about it to anyone. I'm totally against my daughter marrying that man. Yes. Over. Yes. Yes. Good. Good dad, that guy. No daddy's blessing. No. Then you already know it is doomed. Doomed to fail. Superstitious or not. It's doomed. Yep. Continuing with Paige News, she had surgery this Wednesday for a herniated disc. Uh, she updated on Twitter, quote, Surg- surgery went well, the hernia was bigger than expected, and her neck was straightened, and now she has three screws in her neck. She's the bionic woman, sort of. Impressive. And then, maybe not exactly news, but a little uh, sort of thing I like to follow. On Flair's podcast this week, Michael Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes took time to defend Seth Rollins against the criticism, most notably by Bret Hart, that he is an unsafe worker. As Hayes pointed out, there is not one person in the current WWE locker room who doesn't want to work with Rollins. He also shared his belief that John Cena would be the first to claim that the nose injury he suffered during that match at Rollins was his own fault, that Sting had been dealing with neck injuries throughout his career, and that Finn Balor took the buckle bomb wrong. Because even Michael Hayes said that he's supposed to take it on the shoulders or on the back. You put your arm out, that's what happens. There you go. Ron's defended once again. Don't care. I don't <laughs> care that you don't care. I care. Do you do you tweet Seth Rollins your appreciation for him? Does he know how deep your love runs? Well, if he listened to this podcast, he would. Well, I think I think you should send out a special message to Seth Rollins if he's listening. If he's listening to you right now, if he's listening to you, your words, what would you say to Seth Rollins? Seth, don't let the haters get to you. Keep up the good work. We, at least I, thoroughly enjoy your in-ring work. Seth Rollins, you're tall. Next vegetable, please. That's it. Thank the Lord! Jesus Christ. Short veggie week. Let me just double check here. That TNA stuff was brutal. I don't care about the, uh, the Rocks. Dude! Sitcom. Dude! It's based on The Rock and Gewurz, the the writer that used to write for him. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Should I mention it? Well, that's your department. If it's not, if you don't want to talk about it, then you don't have to talk <coughs> about it. Well, if you it. want to talk about it, sure. So, last veggie here, and this one is uh, for Basement Jar here. Uh, Rock will apparently be starting a new TV project, along with Will Ferrell's Gary Sanchez Productions. They're developing a pro-wrestling-related sitcom for Fox, reportedly based on Rock's and Brian Gerwitz's relationship. Uh, as well as their experiences in the pro wrestling industry. What if I yeah. get an audition? Yeah. You should totally like send your resume out there. I will. I could be a guy. You could be a dude. 
I am a dude. Uh, I mean, like a dude. Oh. Uh, are you saying you're not a guy? I'm the guy. No, Roman Reigns is the guy. That's is right. he still the guy? If he's a United States champion, he's just a guy. Uh, I would think so, but I think he's still... I don't think he's still doing the guy gimmick, but he's still the guy. Oh. Uh, are we all guys? Yeah. Ambrose is the dude. Is he still, though? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's up for debate. I think James Ellsworth should be the new dude. You know, I was watching him on Talking Smack, and he seems to have, like, a uh, pretty bad scar on the left side of his chin. I wonder if, like, he had, if it was broken, and they had to, like, remove part of his chin, and that's why he looks so weird. What are you talking about, bro? No chin music. Yeah, no chin music. That was the best thing David Otunga ever said in his whole life. That's it. He's got to quit now. That's it. It's over. Mm -hmm. So, this week, we're doing episodes. How excited are you to be presenting Riz, Riz is Raw? Episode 4. The first episode after the FPL. Free per listen. Free per listen. Uh, it's been about a month since the free per listen. It has been. Despite my efforts to get it sooner. Well, if they'll stop doing pay-per-views every other week we would have more time to devote to our own episodes. What if the weeks that is not a pay-per-view week, we just do cool stuff? Like, half an episode. Half an episode? And then the other half after the pay-per-view. No, not doing half an episode. That's silly. Well, something's got to be done. Something will be done. I'll tell you. I'll commit to this. Every time we do not have a prediction or a result episode. We will have our own original episodes. Okay. I'll have them ready. All right, then. But you wrote, like, two episodes, right? One. You I'll do more. You had a week. Listen, I'm up to level 30. I'm, like, this close to level 34 in Star Trek Online. Wow. You uh, played a lot. I got a, I have an Explorer-class ship. Looks just like the Enterprise. Yeah. Enterprise D. Of course, to clarify. Of course. Of course. You uh, calibrate your tricorder appropriately? Sure. What, what level would you get up to? Four? I don't know. That's it? Dude, that game's been out a long time. And you're only level four? Yeah, that's probably before they accelerated the leveling curve. I barely played it, because I'm not a motherfucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm... You know what? I'm just happy that I found you something to do. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you would have known. I would not have. This is Raw, episode four. The Phantom Menace. Do you have a subtitle? Wasn't it The New Hope? Oh, that's right. I know, wow. but yours is The Phantom Menace. Or is this A it, New Hope? Actually, it might be The Phantom Menace, or it might be A New Hope. We shall see. You know, that's the difference between shit and gold, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, obviously the show opens with a recap of Summer Brawl. Is that what we'll call it? Sure. Whatever. Um, so, it shows Nakamura beating Kevin Owens with a Kinshasa to earn his chance to fight Seth for the number one contendership later in the evening. It shows Zack Ryder beating Mojo Rawley with the bootlicker after raking the eyes. God, he cheated. He did. Of course he did. He's a, he's a dirty heel. Dirty. Remember dirty. The, the, dark, the new dark music? Yes. 
Chose Asuka making Nikki tap out to the Asuka lock with Sasha looking on just a little too slow to break it up. The club winning the tag titles from the New Day and injuring Kofi's ankle in the process. Seth Rollins beating Shinsuke Nakamura with pedigree after attacking the Hurt Leg to become the number one contender. And Samoa Joe making Rusev pass out in the Kakina Clutch, becoming Raw's dominant champion. I remember now. There you go. Recap of Summer Brawl. So the show proper opens with a rematch for the Tag Team Championships. Club versus The New Day. Big E and Xavier Woods, who is back from his shoulder injury. Michael Cole informs us that Kofi Kingston is not medically clear due to his ankle injury at the hands of the club, but should be good to go by next week. The club, they use the same game plan they did during the pay-per-view, and they have been doing focusing on Xavier's previously injured shoulder and Big E's leg. Winning with a magic killer on Xavier Woods. Wait, that's happened just now? Yeah. Jesus. What? Huh. Like, you read it so fast. I thought it was a part of the thing, but no. I got you. Okay. I said the show proper opens. Put a bash. They're in the ring match. already. Oh, they, they enter the ring. Got introductions here. Got introductions there. New tag champions. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's just I'm using my imagination. I'll speed that shit up, buddy. Excuse me. Raw waits for no man. Darren Young's out in the ring. What? Doesn't even cook. Nope. (laughs) Sorry. Darren Young's out in the ring with uh, Bob Backlund, saying he's been training harder and he's ready for a rematch with Ryback, who comes out ready to go. Darren Young gets in a few shots before Ryback turns the table, uses power and surprising speed, not really surprising to anyone that's seen him, to overwhelm Darren Young and hit the shell shock for the win. Backlund doesn't look happy. As they go to the back, we hear Backlund telling him that he told him he wasn't ready yet. Oh, no. Back in catering. And I know this is your favorite angle that's going on right now. Back in catering, Blake buys Murphy lunch as a gesture of goodwill to show he's determined to have his buddy back. Murphy thanks him, but goes off to eat alone. This is the best angle. (laughs) Or raw to me. So, so real. Yeah. It's damn real. In my office, Sasha asked for a shot one-on-one versus Asuka for the women's world title. Of course, you gotta take a shot of this dick. <laughs> Did you read this beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no, it doesn't say that. Oh. I tell her she can have it next week if she beats someone else she's wanted a shot at tonight. Foxy. What? Alicia Fox. Interesting. I just realized I didn't write that match in. Awesome. I'll fix it. So I guess I do have eight seconds. <laughs> oh, the falls of being a writer. <laughs> uh, so much for uh, editing or proofreading, right? Yeah. So we have a pre-match interview with Mojo Raleigh about Zack Ryder's betrayal. He says they tied together for a couple years, traveled the road together, and became bros. He knew that in a way he was holding Zack back, since he had to come down to NXT to tag with him, but he never thought it would come to this. Now he has to prove that he's not just hype. He stays hype. Well, he didn't say that. He's oh. serious now. Oh. Like, he's hyped, but... He's seriously he's hyped? focused, because he's pissed off because he was betrayed. Focusedly hyped. Ma- that match is next, and Mojo comes out aggressive, dominating Zack Ryder with his size and power, but Ryder takes advantage of a miscue, and when the ref can't see, he hits a low blow... Setting him up for the bootlicker for the win. Once again, 
Sasha vs. Alicia Fox uh, happens pretty much as you'd expect. Sasha wins with the bank statement pretty quickly, because Alicia Fox. Hey, she's a veteran. She's been around for like ten years. She is a former Divas champion. That's right. Rusev and Lana storm into my office demanding another rematch. I tell him he's not getting another rematch, but he is defending his U.S. title next week versus a deserving opponent to be decided on by me to be announced next week. You're drunk with power. I'm in a third segment, too. <laughs> this is my final segment. Closing segment. A lot of action. Time. Yeah, good. Action. Hardcore. Samoa Joe and I are in the ring preparing for Joe's celebration of becoming the dominant champion. And I present him with a replacement for his NXT championship, the WWE Global Championship. That's bullshit. Joe talks about how hard he's worked all over the world, from Japan to Ring of Honor to Nashville, and now he's the global champion. Number one contender Seth Rollins comes out to say he saw the war he had with Rusev and he wants his title match now. I tell him we can't have a global championship match on such short notice, and I certainly don't want it to not be on pay-per-view. So it'll be on the next pay-per-view. Free per listen. Free per listen. Survivor Series Fest, whatever we're going to call it. Main event. In the meantime, next week, Seth and Joe will have a pick-your-poison match where they each choose each other's opponent. Kevin Owens comes out to interrupt, complaining about how Michael Cole distracted him during his match versus Shinsuke Nakamura, costing him his chance at the number one contendership and the man chance at the champ, when, out of nowhere, Michael Cole starts shitting himself when Brock Lesnar hits the ring, hits a series of suplexes, and an F5 on Kevin Owens, and walks off without an explanation. Why does Michael Cole shit himself? Because Brock Lesnar. Because kind of threw him around last year. Lost the shoe. Did you steal my shit yourself gimmick? No. I didn't know that you had a shit yourself gimmick. We talked about it last week. You expect me to remember? What I said that the next Ham and Egger that fights Broad Strowman oh, should shit themselves. Dumb. And you're like, do you really want to see that? <laughs> You put it in there! It's actually not in there that a Cole shitting himself, but... Oh. I... Had I got right. you. I you apologize. Know, Cole was like the first to see him because the cameras didn't pick up on and He's just like, Oh shit, it's Brock! Oh! Let me tie my shoelaces tighter. Oh. He keeps shoes. Yeah. So next week we can expect... Maybe, or maybe not, but probably... Word from Paul Heyman as to why Brock Lesnar... Attacked Kevin Owens. Yeah. Although it should be clear if you... Remember the episodes. They're too far apart. It's very... Zing. Very difficult. I have to tell the truth. Those are the best ones. But you tell the truth, mm-hmm. and it makes... Yeah. That's it? That's it? That's eight segments. Damn, bro. I feel terrible now. <laughs> I was pretty good. It's really, uh... Packed. Compact. I guess you read fast. Right? I hope you read fast. You have fucking eight pages, you said? Well, maybe. This was one page. You know, SmackDown's only two hours, right? Raw's three. How the hell? You and I are doing an equal amount of segments. I know, but... Okay. We're we're Uh, not acknowledging the third hour. All right. 
Well, that was an interesting episode of Raw, and I hope you'll all bear with me. Because I am not in this show. <laughs> this is SmackDown Episode 4, The Aftermath, Part 1. Live hard, die free. Yeah, I put that in there. It says it. Show opens with a reminder of what happened at Fall Brawler Slam Jamboree, <laughs> the SmackDown parts. This is the first segment of the show. Our show opens with Triple H and Kane already standing in the ring. Surrounded by security as Triple H's authority theme fades out. This is Triple H speaking now. The proof was right there before your eyes. Smackdown is changing the world of professional wrestling. I'm not doing an imitation. Because, just sure? so you know, That's okay. it's hard. <clears throat> That's what she said. He motions to Kane that he may speak this time. It looks like it falls upon me to play bad cop. Last night, our heavyweight title match between Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns was interrupted and thus gave us an unsatisfactory outcome. This match was an example of the kind of behavior that will not be tolerated on this show. Slow clapping of a microphone interrupts Kane. <laughs> this is Roman Reigns. Okay. You know, I wondered if you would have enough security from keeping me out of there and retiring the both of you permanently. Don't old-timers like you like giving that tired-ass speech and weeping like a little girl with skin knees? Boo. <laughs> Boo. This causes Kay to ball up his fist. Fire might as well be shooting out of his eyeballs. Triple H takes control of the situations. Understandably, you are upset about your match last night. So I'll let that one go. You never wanted me to be champion, Paul. Even these idiots out here looking like a bunch of hand puppets with your this is awesome crap. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I hate him. Roman doesn't reign. Roman doesn't reign. While it's true... That you, while it's true what you say, Roman, there are only two problems with that. One, the outside interference resulted in disqualification. Title still sits on your shoulders. Two, this office has no knowledge of this kid kayak, or whatever he's calling himself. (laughs) We tried to have him arrested. That's why these guys are going to be here all night. We're going to catch this guy, and he will be dealt with. I don't need security. Nah. I'm going to find him first. So give me the night off. I'm out. Who said anything about the night off? Your main event, champ, is in a rematch from last night against Bray Wyatt. You're going to give this guy another shot Try to take this away from me? It's not gonna happen. I'm Roman Reigns. And this is the Roman Empire. And you're all my subjects. You're all gonna bow down. If you are half the man you think you are, then he won't be a problem for you, now will he? Roman tosses the mic off stage. Pauses for a moment. His towel on his shoulder. 
And he just walks backstage. Because it looked like he was going to go out there and hmm. cause some problems. We thought better of it. Because he's a heel. I thought this was a wrestling show. Let's get the first match underway. Oh, and this match is for a shot at the Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Segment two, Tag Team Throwdown. This next contest is scheduled for one fall. One fall. Presenting first to be accompanied by the Eater of Worlds. Representing the Wyatt family. Luke Hopper and Braun Strowman. Braun. I put the extra O's. Mm-hmm. As they make their way to the ring, Bray has the talking stick. A.K.A. a mic wrapped around a weird branch thing. <laughs> nice. Abigail spoke to me after last Sunday when I was saved from the Spear of Reigns and told me that the trials would be over. That our family will remove gold from the waist of the pretenders. For time itself has sided with us. This is the beginning for my disciples and the end of the Roman Empire tonight. Lights go out and Bray is gone. And their opponents who would like to be announced as coming straight out of Dudleyville. The Dudley Boys! Match. Luke Harper starts with Bubba Ray. With Bubba in control, until the ref is distracted by Braun Strowman attempting to enter the ring, and Luke Harper nails him in the yam bag with a straight right hand. It's gotta hurt. Luke then goes to tag Strowman, and Devon gets the tag from Bubba. Devon is on fire and begins to throw forearms at the big man for some time. Can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> Strowman is unmoved, and Devon is exhausted. And before you can blink, Strowman levels Devon with a sick kick to the face as Bubba looks on helpless, his hand out for a tag with as much energy as he can muster as his yam bag is quite sore. <laughs> as Devon is just being manhandled, he might not even be conscious. Mercifully, Strowman places his foot on Devon's chest. Ref counts to three, and it's over. As their hands are raised in victory, Strowman yells, The end! Didn't Bray just say it was the beginning? The so is that end, the beginning of the match or the end of the match? That's the end. Oh. That's the end. Okay. Yeah. Why did Bubba break the pin? They were in their corner because the announcer, Mauro no, he's confused because... The pin could have been broken up easily. Mm-hmm. He only had his foot on his chest. These guys are like brothers. He just wanted to be over so he could just give him some help. That's David Otunga. Bad imitation. Small emotion in there. Sorry, what? you're you're better than Otunga. What do we just witness here? You heard the man. It's the end. Mm-hmm. Backstage. Triple H and Kane are seen discussing the match they just saw. Visibly impressed and concerned. Until they are interrupted by a knock at the door. Kate says he's got it. That he made a call to someone who could help with this kid kayak situation. Hmm. This better be good. Hunter, allow me to present Angelo Dawkins of Dawkins Investigations. Interesting. He's going to find his kid kayak before he does any more damage. Is he still wearing two headbands? 
No, he's got a detective hat. Oh, okay. Thanks for asking that, Clinton. Okay. Believe me when I say, with A-Doc on the case, no matter how hard he tries, he will never be able to escape. Tips the cat. <laughs> Wait a second. Didn't you teach yoga to dogs? Yeah, you called it Dawkins Doga. <laughs> you will find I am a man of many talents. Here is my PI license. You will see it is in order. You vouch for this guy? He comes highly recommended through a family member. Okay, PI. You're hired. Give me everything you can get on this guy. I want him found before he does more damage. That's the game. Hmm. More damage. Fade out on Dawkins running out the door. Just, oh shit. Okay, segment four. We get a video package about the ladder match that closed a recent FPL. Free per listen. Hmm. And the announcers inform the viewer, that's you, that both women, actually listener, whatever, hmm. that both women will not be here tonight as they were given the week off to heal. That Becky Lynch, the new women's champion, will be joining us next week. We have Nia Jax versus Natalia. Hmm. Nia Jax is in first. There's a little video on the bottom left where she says she's not like most girls. Hmm. That she takes what she wants, and right now, she wants the championship. And if she has to go through Natalia to do it, then that's what she's gonna do. Natalia has the same video gimmick. She says she's got to protect the reputation of the dungeon where she trained. The only female to graduate the Heart Dungeon is here to win. As the two competitors circle each other in the ring, it's experience and technique versus raw, untamed power. They lock up. Naya tosses Daddy back with authority. She's shaken, but she's still in it. Naya barrels towards Natty and is taken down with a drop toehold. Natalia goes for the sharpshooter. She wants this over early, because she knows the longer she has to trade blows with Jax, the more of a toll it will take on her body. But no! Nia Jax is just too strong. Natalia is kicked almost across the mat. Jax is to her feet as she picks Natalia up by her hair and takes her down with a short arm clothesline and goes for the leg drop. It hits! She goes for the cover. One, two, kick out! Another leg drop. Instead of going for the cover... Wait, what's this? Naya is applying the sharpshooter to Natalia. Oh, the humanity! I type humanity. <laughs> Natalia is attempting to reach for the ropes, but she can't. Naya Jax is just too much for her. Will she tap? Naya Jax is screaming, Ask her! Ref says, Natty, what are you going to do? What do you say? What are you going to do? You give up? Do you quit? Natty screams, No! The pain is too much. She passes out. She would not quit. Naya Jax is the winner. Fade out on Natalia's lifeless body, and Nia Jack standing victorious over her, making the title belt motion. She's gonna have it, even though she probably can't wrap it around her waist. She's probably throwing on her shoulder. I'm just saying. Segment five, getting to the bottom of it. Dawkins P.I. is rewatching Renee's Young's brief interview with Kid Kayak as he is searching the internets for more information. His trusty canine companion at his side. His name is B-Dog. B-Dog, just so you guys know, was his assistant when he was teaching yoga to dogs. Keep up, people. <laughs> so five years ago, 
there was a guy going by the name of Kid Kayak who disappeared during the Australia Kayak Grand Prix. This much is true. It's gotta be him. Same board shorts, cool sunglasses. Wait a second. If I just take the spaces out of the name, make Kid Kayak one word, add the real to the front, cross-reference it with the hashtag paddle kick. Wait a second. I've got it! I know where he is! I've got to get to Triple H and Kane! Tonight we eat like kings, B-Dog. We are having White Castle tonight! And he runs out the door. Oh, shit. <laughs> Next segment. It's great, right? You know you love it. You try not it's to mark out. <laughs> segment six. John Cena and Finn Balor versus The Miz and Sheamus with Mark Henry and Maurice. That's a lot of people. Hmm. John Cena is in the ring as his music fades out. My tag partner needs no introduction. He is the new Intercontinental Champion. He is Finn Balor. The champ is here. Finn Balor comes in with the IC title around his waist. He wears it proudly. Thanks, John. I can't do his accent. Okay. <laughs> when you came to me with this opportunity... I couldn't believe it was real, but it was. It was truly an honor for you to choose me as Mrs. Opponent. When I won, awesome! <laughs> it's the Miz! He's coming and he's angry. The Miz, flanked by his crew, interrupts Finn Balor. Finn Balor, you got lucky this past Sunday. I am a true professional, and as such, I was preparing for any opponent I might face. It just so happens a nobody like you flew right under my radar. Ooh. I have requested my rematch, and I will have it when I feel like it. But tonight, Seamus and I are going to kick those dumb smiles off your faces. Cena says, if you want some, then finishes it, come get some. Cena is in first against Sheamus. It's all Cena until a distraction by Maurice to the ref, allowing Mark Henry to hit Cena in the face. For real. Finn tries to stop him, but the ref is taking Finn back to his corner as the Miz and Sheamus double-team Cena behind the ref's back. But wait! The ref saw the big screen and ejects Mark Henry and Maurice from ringside. The complaints from Miz and Sheamus allow for Cena to give the hot tag to Finn Balor. Miz is the legal man, and Balor is lighting him up. Hits the Miz with the Pele kick. And it hits a 1916. Is that it? Yep. Okay, good. I didn't look it up. <laughs> goes for the cover. Sheamus goes to intervene, but is met with a big shoulder tackle from John Cena. Both Finn and Cena do a You Can't See Me to both fallen competitors. Cena then tosses Sheamus out and exits the ring. Finn hits the coup de grace for the win. They celebrate. Segment 7. Time to get paid. In full. Angelo Dawkins is in Triple H's office with Kane and Triple H. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna be here tonight? Kane, get security back out there. He's not interfering in this match. And as for you, good job. Your payment as you request. $200 cash? 
and $10 in White Castle coupons. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. H. Anytime you need Dawkins Investigations, we are available. Fade out. Segment 8, mercifully, is the final segment. <laughs> Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt, part rematch. I wrote that. Bray Wyatt is out first. The fireflies are lit. Absent are his family. There is a confidence in Bray Wyatt as he makes his way into the ring and awaits his chance at championship gold. He ignores the security around the ring. They are nothing to him. Next is the champ, Roman Reigns. He is received with the usual reaction. The champ is defiant and plans on walking out as he entered as champion of the world. The two fighters go to war. The two are very familiar with each other, so they are throwing everything they have at each other. Roman hits a Superman punch right in Bray's face. He's down, but he's not out. Roman stalks Wyatt, tells him it's over. When all of a sudden, a rope descends from the roof. Roman looks up in confusion as a figure descends from the roof using this rope. He begins to tug at it in anger. It's Kid Kayak! He's here! Bray Wyatt takes advantage, hitting Roman from behind. Sister Abigail! Two! Three! No champion! Kid Kayak paddle kicks Bray Wyatt right in the mouth! The Wyatt family appears. Triple H and Kane are on the way. The lights go out. A bear noise is heard. <laughs> the lights are back on. Just like that. Kid Kayak is gone. Fates of Black with Triple H and Roman Reigns. Seething. The Wyatts helping Bray Wyatt, the new champion, to his feet. And they place him on their shoulders. The end. Interesting. Now, as a bonus to this segment, I'd like to direct you to Twitter. And I would like you to open up your Twitter on your device. Okay. Okay. You logged it? Okay. Yeah. I want you to go I want you to search the hashtag Paddle Kick. It's a kid kicking a paddle. Damn it. Can I see this? Yeah. I want you to look at all the tweets in this section. Okay. Carefully, because you missed it. Did you make a fucking kid kayak? Fucking Twitter account? At the real Kid Kayak. You made a fucking... Read the tweet! Read it out loud so everybody can hear it. You really made this? Yes, read it! So, the real Kid Kayak, at the real Kid Kayak on Twitter, says, I'm I'm so going to show up on SmackDown and hashtag paddle kick someone in the face. Security, you say? No problem. I've got an in. He's even got an email address? Check the picture. Oh, I know. It's the dude. I know that much. Because I was looking for a cool dude with sunglasses. And that's what came up. So, the real kid kayak follows Triple H, WWE Supercard, and Pokemon Go. (laughs) He just discovered Twitter. You know, he was on an island for five years, right? And doesn't that also... Open up the silliness that is Angelo Dawkins' PI. All he did was use Twitter yeah. to figure it out. 
and still got paid $200 and $10 in White Castle coupons? Yes. I went all in. This is a different level of dedication <laughs> to this fucking basement booking that we do. Yeah, I wanted to get Kid Kayak, but somebody has that. So I upshot them with the real Kid Kayak. You know what the move would be? What? To get that little fucking blue check mark. To get verified. Yeah. I'm going to try. That's I can't even get verified. Me neither. <laughs> and I have more followers. Thank he you. has no followers. Well, maybe after, Yet. This, maybe after this week's episode. I mean, he's out there now. Yeah. So that's my episode. Wow. Jam-packed. So we both had some sort of uh, additional... Wait, did he paddle kick... He, ca- he paddle kicked Ray before after the match. After the match was okay. over. I thought I was looking... I didn't know... I, I didn't think you would take it to that level. <laughs> that's why I was not... Exp- I, I, that's why I was looking at the kid kicking the paddle. I'm like, oh, so that's a paddle kick. Okay. I thought you would... The paddle kick is just... Sweet chin music by a cool guy. Crazy. And board shorts. And board shorts indeed. Yeah, man. I thought you'd like it. Crazy. I was I was torn. It's like, do I do slow burn with this? And I decided to go with the slow burn. Because the whole thing I was doing is I like shows that have a thread mm-hmm. that goes through. And the thread is Finding Kid Kayak, which is where Dawkins P.I. comes in, <laughs> and that character is, I really like that character. My, my, uh, so far my favorite threads are, uh, Sasha, trying to get, trying to get to Asuka again, and Blake and Murphy. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's the, that's my favorite of all time. You really like the Blake and Murphy? I really like, I don't know why, cause it's stupid. It's like simple, and anybody can identify. Yeah, with that. It, it like I actually just thought of it, but um, didn't take any sort of didn't consciously take any uh, um, inspiration from it. But it's kind of like Truth and Gold does before when they were trying to make the Gold Truth. Yeah, but it's better because mm-hmm. they were a tag team. Yeah. All right. So I find things that I liked about your Raw. Good and. I'm sitting here. I liked a lot I'm about waiting you. for you. I liked a lot about you, SmackDown. Kid Kayak is a loose cannon. He's crazy, so to speak. Wait till you find out more. Uh, if I were you though, and the Basement Bookiverse, mm-hmm. I would follow at the real Kid Kayak because there's gonna be a lot of. I'm gonna weave it through the storylines. So yeah, I interrupted you, putting me <laughs> over. I hate um, when I do that. It's alright. Uh, you just had women. You had uh, Natty and Nia Jax. Um, I think I put the most match writing into that one. Yeah, I don't do a whole lot of match writing. I don't do promo Short writing. on clothes on. Mm-hmm. It works. Um, Triple H, always good. The security, I, I pictured the two of them in the ring with 
security and everything. I was going to keep security around for the whole show, but it's like, nah. So I'm going to have to update your uh, world champ. Yeah, you do. Bray Wyatt. It's crazy. And the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. Luke Harper and Braun Strowman are the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship. What about Brock coming out and attacking Kevin Owens? I don't know yet, bro. I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. I'll probably know why. He probably said some shit. You know, yeah, I've got, I've got an in. Paul Heyman told me that he'll be on next week's episode, whenever next week is, on the next episode of Raw to explain Brock's actions. Wait, you for real or you were here? No, my, my episode. Okay, so now that we actually had good shows, mm-hmm. what'd you think of Goldberg's return on Raw? Uh, it did not deserve a holy shit. Before he started talking. That was annoying. Or while he was talking. Or they told he you he was going to be there. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like, first of all, he never took off the coat to hide the fact that he's not in amazing shape. Rumor has it he is in great shape for a guy his age. He boxes. Yeah. And does Muay Thai and shit. I saw, I saw some he's of his training. Shape. But, he was sweating balls in that fucking thing. Did you see? Like, he had, like, at one point, someone had to toss him a towel. Yeah. Um, so it didn't deserve This Is Awesome. It didn't deserve a holy shit. If you've watched wrestling for fucking a month, you knew he was going to accept the challenge. He's not going to come out there and not accept the challenge. Or had he come out and not accepted the challenge, Brock would have come out and killed him, and then he would have said, okay, I accept the challenge now. So either way, guess what? We, we know the match is happening. So it's not a surprise. He was playing the crowd. Why is he from Colorado? I think he's originally from there. Maybe I didn't know that. I don't know why the fuck he invited the governor to be ringside. Well, they are in Denver, Colorado, and it is the Mile High City. Yeah, and WWE doesn't test their part timers. Exactly. So maybe, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't test for that. If they didn't test for that, they wouldn't have as much problems as they do with the other stuff. It's it's great for the the muscle pain. It you know what? It might be the whole theory that it's a gateway drug. It's the uneducated it's the lie. It's the lie perpetrated by the Nixon administration back in whatever years. Those were. Are you talking about something real? Yeah. Okay. The, listen, black helicopters are real, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> second, B, B, it's true. Nixon, a crook, tricky dicky, bro. Mm-hmm. He, he said, I'm not a crook, and he lied. Watergate, bro, Watergate. I'm telling you, dude, he started this shit. And fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, William Randolph Hearst. He wanted hemp illegalized because people will start, because he owned paper mills. And hemp is better than paper. Mm-hmm. And you could use it in anything. It's, it's stronger. They make rope out of it. Exactly. So he had, he, he wanted to get illegaled, illegaled, yeah. that's the word, yeah, illegaled sure. so he could keep making money, bro. It's, that's what it is. Hmm. He, I'm woke as fuck, bro. I'm woke. The truth is out there. I didn't know anything about that. Um, I th- honestly, 
Here's what's probably a practical explanation for why they test for weed. Okay. It's not legal in all states. That's true, because on a federal level, it's a Schedule One drug. And Hillary wants to keep it Schedule One because she's evil. Because it's okay for Big Pharma to shell out all their painkillers, which kill people with their addictions. Anyway. And thus ends the political portion yes, right over the Basin Booker's podcast. I'm just so tired. You know, it, okay, anyway. Uh, I had notes, mm-hmm. but the problem is they are on the recording device. I forgot to send them to myself. Like, uh, the New Day, they had, like, it, conveniently enough, it was the 420th day yep. of their title reign. In Denver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin actually announced it as day 421. Oh. Um, I don't know why. Well, maybe when they made that sign. Maybe. Yeah. Um, what else? Stands out for me. Uh, yeah, what do you think about those interviews with Charlotte and Sasha? Uh, I, I think I liked the Charlotte interview better. Uh, she Well, I mean, they both seemed confident. Sasha seems determined to make history. Charlotte came, came across... I think Charlotte came across as um, having a stronger, more confident character. And it was truer to her character. Not saying that Sasha wasn't as true, but I, I like, I like, I, something stood out to me about Charlotte's interview. Yeah, I only asked because I fast forwarded through both of them. Now, Christian, now, with why, Bugs, why would you ask a question if we can't then discuss it? Because I want to know what you thought. Okay, here's the thing. I like Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I love Sasha. Mm-hmm. This is sometimes when she talks, it bothers me. Like, she has this weird thing. Like, when she says me, it's me. Now you're gonna look for it. Now you mentioned that last week, too. You need to look for it, bro. I'm telling you. Uh, I feel like they're showing cracks in Owens Jericho too early. That bums me out. Yeah. What, 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 what? Sparkle crotch, really, Seth? Mm-hmm. Really, are we at elementary school? So what happens when they write for you. Yeah. You mean he didn't come up with that himself? What if he did? Uh, I don't. Would know. you lose respect? Hey, Seth, you gotta let us know. Hit us back at Basement Bookers, Average Thurs at Basement Jar. Hit one of us back. Let us know if that was your line or if that was uh. What's his name? Or at the real kid kayak. What's he gonna? How's he gonna respond? Dude, sweet. All right, that's <laughs> a whole nother movie there. <laughs> he doesn't say much, except for that rant he did at the end of the free per listen. Mm-hmm. Somehow, still didn't get caught. Uh, what else did I? Observe on the raw. 
Oh, Bo Dallas turned on Curtis Axel. Super heel. After beating Neville. Yep. Clean. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. That was actually pretty interesting to me. It's definitely interesting. I'm curious. Yeah, that's where my problem. Exactly Where's going? the follow up? Yeah. You know? Follow up. Are they going to follow up? I don't know. They usually don't. But so, I don't like this. this. No. This is, I don't know, it's been, he's been, you know. This will be like my, like my Blake and Murphy segment, which they had a segment on the first episode, they didn't on the second or third. They got a segment on the fourth episode. Yeah. But I feel like, like, my Blake and Murphy segments, like, they're working on building their, rebuilding their friendship. That's going to take time. So, we don't need to see every step along the way. We just need to see updates every now and then. And that's what we're going to see. So it's actually pretty realistic. Time heals all Something like that. Uh. Oh, Wait, Sammy Zayn. Mm-hmm. Brock Strowman squashed some jobbers. Yeah. The Mile High Trio. Who are from Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, Fitz Wusso's thing. Kind of way. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, what do you think? What, what are they going to put? Sammy Zay versus Braun Strowman? I guess I really got the impression that Sammy himself, the person as opposed to the character, didn't want to be part of this angle. Oh, it felt like he wasn't really in it. Yeah, <sighs> that wasn't a Sammy like promo or or response to the question of whatever she said, like why. Why are you treating me like a upgraded ham and egger? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Sanity? That's NXT. Uh, I don't know yet. Did you watch this week? I didn't finish. Did they do anything interesting? You can tell me. Um, Nikki Cross had a match. That's the girl. <clears throat> yes. Um, she lost after the ref reversed his decision. Because she went manic. She went manic. Um... She's definitely doing doing the crazy angle where like she slapping herself and scratching herself and everything, but like she'll do it mid match, and that's okay. like while she's about to do a hold, and that's okay. But when she does it, she looks directly at the camera, and she needs to not do that because that that shows everyone that it's for the camera, not real. She needs to not look directly at the camera. Okay. And it's it's it's, it's like she looks directly at the hard camera, and no, don't do that. Uh, can you tell the basement book of us who Roderick Strong is? Roderick Strong is a former Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, I think he was tag team champion also. I don't remember with who. Um, big indie following from Ring of Honor. So it's kind of a big deal that he's on NXT. Yeah. It um, seemed to me that that crowd didn't really know him that well. Well, they did the Roddy chant. So they at least know his name's Roddy. Um... Interesting that they debut him as a heel, or at least I want to assume he's a heel because he's aligned with Austin Aries, who is a great heel. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I, I think he maybe not might have not had quite the following that the TNA guys had because ROH doesn't get as much coverage as TNA. But I thought more of the NXT crowd would be more into it. There was there was no holy shit or this is awesome fan. For a second there, I thought Ares' partner was going to be like, uh, 
Andrade Cien Almas for some reason. He already Because he's eliminated. a heel now. He is, but he was already eliminated. He was? Yeah, he had him and... Who did he attack? This was... You know I confused him with No Way Jose. Who is also part of a team. Right. He's with, uh, Can You Handle This? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they did the uh, Can You Handle This? No Way Jose thing after they won their match. And they're going on to face the author as a pain next in in round two. So is this Dusty Grows classic to put over the author's a pain? Well, I think it's to introduce new tag teams. I don't know if they'll put the Office of Pain over Sanity if and when they meet. I don't think they will. They both have pretty strong gimmicks. Um, I'm not sure... I don't think the Office of Pain is a strong gimmick. Well, they're, they're put over as strong. Okay. I should, I should have said. The, both teams are put over as really strong. Um, if anything, Office of Pain will go over... Maybe because Sanity gets themselves disqualified or something. Because they're just fucking nuts. Uh, we need to see Eric Young in singles action with this new gimmick. Looking forward to that. Shit. But then you have the tag team champs there in it too. Mm-hmm. Whoever beats them. Well, the revival. Who was. Who were American Alpha with the tag champs last year when. And they got. Out of the classic? Yes. By the Tommaso Ciampa and... I don't know. Or the Vaudevillains Champs. You know, for guys who do a podcast about this shit, we don't know anything. <laughs> no, we could listen to roughly 52 episodes ago. And, uh, because this will be around that time. But yeah. I, remember the, I remember the match that where the Champs got eliminated wasn't on NXT. It was like they covered it because it was done in a house show. Yeah, because we thought they would win. Yeah, it made sense. But, you know, they wanted to put over uh, Joe and Finn. Yeah. Which, I, it doesn't feel like Unless Joe's... Joe and Finn beat the Revival? I don't think so. They didn't. Somebody else. Who did Joe and... Joe and Finn beat Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Gargano to win the probably. thing. Who did they beat? I don't remember. God, you suck. Alright. <laughs> Who cares? It's the past. Always it forward. It doesn't feel like Joe's been there for a year. Yeah, man. I, f- I think NXT, it, they don't have the overexposure that the rest of WWE does because, like, we see Raw guys every week, right? You know, we see John Cena every week, we see Ambrose every week, AJ Styles. I know I just mentioned three SmackDown guys. I love AJ Styles. AJ is awesome. I told you. I, I told would you. love to see him versus Shawn Michaels if that happened, which is not going to happen. I don't think it'll happen, but if it does, it'll be fucking epic. Dude, I got goosebumps when I saw that sort of picture. I don't know, I don't know the picture. I'll look it's it a, he tweeted it himself. It's, a, it's a him standing in front of Shawn Michaels like they're going to fight. It looks like something off a poster. Interesting. Since Royal Rebels is San Antonio. True. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, the NXT guys, like, they'll wrestle because, like, they do two or four weeks of taping or more at once. So, like, they don't wrestle on all four shows that are taped. 
So we only see them like every other week. So it's less overexposure, it's more spread out. So it doesn't seem... So like over the course of a year, for example, we've seen Samoa Joe 26 times as opposed to 52. Right. So... Ah, it doesn't seem... Like, it didn't seem like Finn was in NXT for, what, whatever, two, three years. I know it didn't feel like that to me. It felt like he was there forever. But with respect mm-hmm. to Asuka, mm-hmm. do you feel like the women's division in NXT currently is wanting, as it were? You gotta finish this week's episode. Because uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce made a statement. Yeah. Did you see that? I saw them cut a promo after beating up Liv, mm-hmm. but... It belongs to them. Why? Uh, They're ex-jobbers. Like, I remember them being squashed all the time. Fill in the gaps. Uh, exactly. And Billy Kay got really good. Because there's a vacuum, right? Yeah, there is. Speaking of, where is he, Murray? This... I feel very disrespectful right now for what I just said. I'm just saying it just feels different. There's something off about the transition. Because they have only the one real dominant female. Undefeated still. Undefeated still. And she'll still be undefeated when she beats Mickey James. We haven't seen Ember Moon in a while. Yeah, where is she? Maybe Mickey James is going to fill that gap. I think it's a one-off. I hope not. Me too. I'm a fan. I love Mickey James. I, you know, I do. I'm just saying, it's just she probably makes more money doing independence anyway. Maybe, maybe it's not about the money. Maybe it, she's she'd come in to help the talent. Everything about money, except for this. This isn't about money, obviously. Not yet. Tell us on Stitcher, people. Let's go. Come on. What'd you think of James Ellsworth versus uh, AJ Styles? I'm trying to remember. While you do that, I'll tell you what I thought. How he beat him. Let me look. Oh, yeah, DQ. That's right. Yeah, Ellsworth is still has more victories over AJ Styles than John Cena. But, a couple things I noticed. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is so pissed mm-hmm. that he has to wrestle James Ellsworth again. <laughs> when he came to the ring, he didn't do his thing. He was wearing his AJ Styles t-shirt. Mm-hmm. He didn't do his entrance. He just <laughs> walked. I didn't even notice that. He just that. walked out there. I didn't pick yeah, up like, that. he did not want to be there. Mm. That's good. Yeah. So, and why the hell does Dean Ambrose get to do Anything he wants, but not referee. Daniel Bryan said so. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Because that wasn't what Daniel Bryan meant, but that, those are the words that he said, which makes it law. Yeah, but why could he be anything else he wanted, is what I mean. Like, why? Why is that okay? Because it's not, it doesn't, or at least Daniel Bryan thought, that wouldn't have a direct impact on the match. Did you just call Daniel Bryan stupid? No. I think you did. To imply that he thought that Dean Ambrose, Ambrose Asylum, would do (laughs) nothing untowards 
at ringside with the man who currently holds his World Heavyweight Championship in a match? Are you crazy? I know it's hot in here. It is. But you can't... Are you kidding me? I'm saying, Daniel Bryan basically said, you can't be the ref. I don't care what you do, you can't be the ref. He didn't... He didn't think... He didn't realize that he was basically giving Ambrose permission to do anything else. He's talking to Dean Ambrose. He's crazy! Didn't Dean Ambrose interrupt a, a phone call? Daniel Bryan was preoccupied. He's probably finding out the gender of his child. Gonna be a girl. Good job reporting that when you would do it vegetables. And I think it was uh, veg- veggie-worthy. It's a quick snippet. We care about Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. We love them. What do we well, do we about love, TNA? We love Daniel Bryan. I love Brie Bella. I like to look at her. Whatever, bro. You're a hater. That's what you are. I think you're a hater... And you're objectifying her. I was never impressed with her in-ring work. Here we go. Every time. I certainly wasn't impressed by her promo skills. She was the better wrestler than Nikki at one point. At one point, yeah. But then, but Nikki just got better. Did she get better? Or did she give you the illusion that she was better? <laughs> no. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it yeah, worked. uh-huh. She did not get a talent implant. Dude, it's like this. I just thought I cut the promo like Christian. You're going to Christian me. Okay. You see, it's like this. Do you ever watch a magic show? Yeah. Sleight of hand? Lovely assistants. Mm -hmm. Lovely assistants. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. She has lovely assistants. I like Nikki. I feel like she stepped up her game. And Carmella... Roasted her. Roasted her. Mm-hmm. Did you see that segment? I did. That was good. She's like, great. You can edit. I'm like, <laughs> it's video. She can edit video. That was very well done, even though it wasn't her. Mm-hmm. That's a big compliment. Yeah, video editing programs are not cheap. And if you want to download it and bootleg it, you have to actually, like, once you start using it, you have to actually unplug the internet from your computer because it, it, the program is going to try to validate itself. We're not talking about you. We're talking about Carmella. Okay. Look at you. I'm, Again, I'm another, another man trying to take credit away from a woman who didn't edit something. Can you stop looking at my crotch when you do that, please? Especially with that, that motion there. Listen. No one's looking anywhere. I'm my, looking at you My eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. You know I, I fucked shit. Ah. Uh, there you go. You got creeped. Oh, I just flexed at you. You did. It's a Micronaut shirt. Shut up. I don't know. <laughs> Google. Probably. Maybe. But anyway, that, that was pretty cool. I don't know where that, what came of that. What about... So they're obviously doing, or trying, this homosexual gimmick with Patrick Clark. It seems. It seems... It would seem, yes. I know you didn't see the, the the end of this week's NXT. You should. Did he get squashed? He he got he got killed. Okay, good. I like that. Patrick Clark. He, he, if they do try that with him, that's good. I mean, they're trying to. 
I mean, he was on a couple weeks ago with the same gimmick, and he was on this week's episode also. I didn't get that vibe. He called himself, um, your Velveteen Dream and the Patrick Clark Experience. What's wrong with that? That's straight. And then he took off his big dangly earrings to get into the ring. Oh. Nah, man, but they do that on the streets. If you're about to throw down, you got to take your earrings out. Some people wear too. Well, when you see these earrings... Are they hoops? They're not hoops, but they're long, frilly... Maybe he's just flamboyant. Well, we don't know. I said seemingly. Tyler Breeze, he's got those puffy boots and that whack-ass vest. What's straight about that? The woman he used to come down with in NXT the one time or a couple times. Yeah, but they're models. Plenty of gay dudes have model friends. I guess. <laughs> it's true. I feel I feel like they're trying it with Patrick Clark. If you watch NXT, this this week's NXT, you can then update your Twitter and say, okay, that's what they're doing. Or not. I wonder what the real Kid Kayak would think about that. Who knows? Who's to say? I don't know. Dana Brooke beat Bailey. It looked like her foot was supposed to be on the rope. Yeah, she like tried to get her foot on the rope for leverage and it didn't work. So it looks like she beat her clean. Yeah. He, uh, but she did that. hit her face on the post. Yeah, something about that whole finish looked off to me. They, there was a Fallout video of um, Bailey being helped to the back, which was probably at least 80% of work, where like her right arm, she just like wasn't moving it. I don't know if she was actually injured. I haven't heard anything. Since I haven't heard anything, it's probably work. Can we get Dana Brooks a new wardrobe? It's kind of sad. I know. Like, what is that? Fucking unitard. It's dumb. Fix it. Like, she had a she had better gear when she was in, X, in NXT. Yeah, I think so. She was wearing that, that onesie thing. Yeah, she doesn't do her... The flip and flex. The flexy thing. The flip and flex. Yeah, why don't they let her do that? Maybe they thought it was too face-like, but she pulled it off real arrogant. Exactly. I feel like they neutered that character. Ever since they put her with with Charlotte, is this... Are they feuding her with Bailey in order to, like, make her better? But I don't want to make her better at the expense of Bailey. I feel like Bailey will always have the crowd support. That and listen, I don't want to see her lose. But I think if she loses every match, fans will still love her. Yeah. Okay. No. Maybe. Listen. The right back theory, right? Listen. Listen. I want the Booker versus Doe. Just like WWE did with WrestleMania a couple of years ago, we're going to do it with Bookermania. We're going to let the fans know that this year at Bookermania, the greatest free per listen in the history of the basement Bookiverse, there will be a match. And it will be my best guy versus your best guy. 
and it will be for bragging rights. This, of course, will be decided by coin toss. Mm-hmm. Winner of the coin toss, not only their guy wins, but they have to write the match, and it is also a final exam in not not that you win or lose, but how you win or lose. They have to make both characters look good. Makes sense. It's fair, right? Mm -hmm. Because not only did your guy win, but it balances out with you have to write it. So you already know my guy won. That's good. I meant, like, hypothetically, not like your guy, but like your guy. Yeah, my guy. Like, okay, so when my guy wins, (laughs) when my guy wins. He's kind of can't win. I don't know if I want to make Kid Kayak my best guy. I have to build him up first. He's not even signed. Theoretically. Theoretically. Could be working for uh, Triple H on the DL. We don't know. Maybe. Triple H is a little diabolical like that. Spoilers. Those are just a suggested to follow. Yeah. Based on whatever. You know, I had to make an email address for him. Yeah. It's crazy. She's crazy. Kid Kayak at gmail.com? This is Kid Kayak 2011 at gmail.com. Why 2011? Trying to backdate your shit? Because. Five years ago. <laughs> you're fucking. You're, you're psychotic with this. <laughs> Why? You know, I, I would think you would respect. I do. It's. Insane. I'm dedicating myself to this. You have to marry an idea. You have to marry that idea. You gotta take it home with you. Carry it across the threshold. And you gotta fuck it. You gotta fuck that idea, bro. You think it's just like that? It's an idea. Since he's kayak made from... What are you doing?! <laughs> Everyone knows the origin of Kid Kayak. It was on the free pro listen if you paid attention. I did. What is it? I don't remember. He was a kayak and he came to life because of the old gods said so. And Poseidon, god of the seas. Yeah, there you go. Turned a kayak into a man. Yeah. And that man was Kid Kayak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his paddles made No, he doesn't. He had to use his arms ah. to paddle. Back to America. I was close. Because they ran out of materials. Him and the island bears, tropical island bears, when they built the kayak, this makeshift kayak, they didn't have enough mats. So he had to use his arms. And that's why he's super swole. And wrestling in the WWE is the ultimate throw for him. That's it's bear. Fair noise. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be in his theme song. Oh my god! Oh my god! OMG! Just came up with a theme song for Kid Kayak. It's going to be great. There will be lyrics, and there will be bear sound. So so the next time he appears, if he is signed and... If, if, yes. And, like, if he actually gets an entrance, as opposed to... Descending from the rafters. How did he get that rope up there? Who's his in? 
think he's probably been talking to Sting or something. I don't think it could be Triple H. No, Sting does the thing just like uh, Owen no, does. Sting repelled down. No, Sting repelled straight down also. Yeah, but I'm talking about like gymnasium rope. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, but Sting would know how to get it up there. That's what she said. Maybe. I guess, actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's my job to present to you the bookend. Basement Bookers is brought to you today by Stitcher. They make us sound better. iTunes. Rate. Review. At Basement Bookers. At Basement Chair. At The Real Kid Kayak. Oh, at Rich There Is. Please, please, please follow us, the bookers. And remember, as usual, mostly, yes, until proven otherwise, the Match of Life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count, believe in yourself, and do what I say. And do what the man says? The man! Wait, do what Seth Rollins says? Oh, that would be the man. Oh, the man. Yeah. Oh.